Time now for a few tales from the road. I'm Doug Wallace from TravelRight.today. Welcome to today's episode. I can't afford to hire somebody to introduce me, so I have to introduce myself. So embarrassing. Let's begin today with a little advice on how to stay healthy on the plane. How many times has this happened to you? You have a fabulous vacation, then you get sick the second you get home. Here's what I got. Number one, accept the fact that your hands are filthy dirty. From the security bins that everybody puts their shoes into, from the armrests, from baggage cart handles, and never, ever touch your face. I see so many people scratching their eyes, rubbing their face, fingers in their mouth. Keep your fingers away from all mucous membranes particularly if you're one of those licky page-turners. I actually have a song I made up to help remind me not to do this. It's called, Don't Put Your Fingers in Your Eyes or in Your Bum. Don't put your fingers in your eyes or in your bum. Number two, immediately after boarding, wipe down armrests and your tray table, especially the latch, with a disinfecting towelette. Offer one to anyone who stares at you. The seat pocket in front of you, a cesspool of germs. Never touch anything in it. Never put anything in it. Number three, never take off your shoes. The carpet on the airplane is covered with molecules of poo and worse. Number four, only drink water you can see is actually coming from a bottle. Never drink the coffee or tea, regardless of how good it smells first thing in the red eye morning. The water-holding tanks on airplanes are seldom cleaned and never replaced. Just bring your own water, yeah? Number five, are you still dabbing antibiotic ointment in your nostrils? You can stop. It's a myth. So, where have you been this week? Making every holiday minute count, I hope? Hopefully not sleeping in the car again? Never mind. I've been sleeping around Toronto for the past year, reviewing hotels for the London Telegraph. And I spent the other night at the new Andor House on Charles Street East. This is the new cool gathering spot at Young and Bloor for all those cool condo people. The bar, sleek and sexy. Constantine Restaurant, amazing. It's like a Mediterranean food fest from Chef Craig Harding um, from Campagnolo and La Palma. Absolutely delicious. The hotel rooms are designed like an industrial loft with exposed electrical and exposed brick, white tiled bathrooms, gold industrial style fixtures. It's all quite splash and there's lots of space. Techies will like the hotel app. You use it to see what's happening in the neighborhood or control the lighting or watch TV or order a sandwich or whatever. For the lo-fis, that's me. There's a little record player and a few albums. It's a really fun stay. Rooms from 200, and you can book at theandorhouse.com. Do you need a little hit of luxury today? Like right now? How about a nice carry-on to replace the nylon gym bag you're using? I'm saving up for the leather-trimmed Quartermaster that's by a company called Ebby Rain. It is, weirdly, the same carry-on that Meghan Markle travels with, and this is according to their website. This is like the Cadillac of luggage. It's like they took the old world glamour of a steamer trunk and turned it into a carry-on. Packing is a complete no-brainer because the multiple interior carry-alls fit together like a puzzle. 
but you're going to need some cash. The Quartermaster goes for about 1100 Check it out at ebbyrain.com. Okay, no one paid me to talk about Meghan Markle's suitcase, okay? But I do have a price list. I had a friend say recently that he wanted this podcast to sound like I'd cornered him in the kitchen at a party and I was already two drinks in. So I think I need to talk about gin. I wrote a story recently for inmagazine.ca that covers the craft gin craze coming out of Northern Ireland. So much so that gin jaunts will soon replace whiskey walks as the walking tour of choice in Belfast. We drank our way through a variety of homegrown Irish gin one Saturday afternoon in Belfast and still lived to, you know, actually eat dinner properly. The gin highlight, though, was a visit to Radamon Estate Distillery. This makes Northern Ireland's first premium craft gin called Short Cross. The estate itself dates back to 1666, but the distillery is just a few years old. The gin is beautiful. It's infused with the taste of the forest, wild clover from the nearby meadows, elderflowers, elderberries, and green apples, plus coriander and orange zest, and of course, juniper. They popped a little bottle of it into my pocket, which I tried not to drink in the car, and succeeded! Next time you're in Belfast or Dublin Airport, pick up a bottle or badger the LCBO to start carrying it like I've been doing. The site is shortcrossgin.com. Wang! Here's a real piece of my mind. Eating weird stuff is still fun. It was around here somewhere that I ate bull's testicles. This is what a friend of mine says to me when we were wandering the streets of Jerusalem toward the old market. I couldn't actually judge. I have eaten my share of strange food in my day. This started very early on with grandma's head cheese. Not even actual cheese, but a meat floating in jelly tureen that she made from the head of a pig. Every culture, even my own, eats weird stuff. The Chinese have their thousand-year-old eggs. These are preserved in clay, ash, salt, and rice hulls for a whole month until they turn yellow and blue. Mm. The French, they have their sheep's brains. The French Canadians, their horse. The Scottish, haggis. Eating cats and dogs was only recently outlawed in Taiwan. How about rotten shark? This is Iceland and Greenland's cured shark dish. I'm merely scratching the surface here. I didn't have to force it down, but my first bite of barbecued beetle larvae while wandering through Ecuador with G-Adventures took a conscious effort. It was rich and juicy and tasted just like pork. You thought I was going to say chicken, didn't you? It could have used some red wine. Washing things down with red wine is my approach to eating absolutely anything that presents a challenge. This always works. So, whenever I find myself tempted to judge another country by what they're putting in their mouths, I think back to grandma's head cheese. One culture's delicacy is another one's ew. And that's a piece of my mind, however small. I guess today's moral is think outside the taste bud box. When in Rome, right? We can get into the deep fried guinea pig another day. I'm not kidding. That's it for today. As you head toward cocktail hour and then turn down, never turn cocktail hour down. That's good advice. 
Find even more travel inspiration at travelright.today. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe.